Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Alexis. You're listening to Central Crazies Podcast. Where we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we let our crazy flag fly free with no limit. And Alexis. And before we get started, um, I just wanted to say, if you haven't already, to go ahead and follow us on our Instagram at central underscore crazies underscore podcast, or email us at centralcrazyspodcast at gmail.com. All right. So today, we're going to be covering a crime that occurred almost 32 years ago. Dang. Which is crazy when you think about it. Like, yeah, it's going to be 32 years ago in June, July. Okay. Um, today we're going to be covering the double murder-suicide of Judith Barcy and her mother, Maria. Um, this was perpetrated by her father, Joseph Barcy. Oh, dang. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know it was her dad? Uh-uh. Yeah, because um, me and Alexis had talked about this a little bit, but um, I, I wanted to research it, so um, this one is mine. <laughs> yeah, she called dibs. Yeah, <laughs> it's really sad, though. Okay, so um, Judith Barcy was born June 6th in 1978 in L.A., California. Her parents were immigrants, um, Maria and Joseph, who were from Hungary, and they had fled Hungary following the Hungarian Revolution of 1956. Okay. And she, Judith, like, her mom, Maria, had dreams of her becoming a star since she was, like, two. She had been talking about it. She wanted her daughter to act. So Judith began began acting when she was five. Um, she was in a series called Fatal Vision, which was a true, uh, based on a true story miniseries about a doctor who was convicted for murdering his wife and children, which is so sad because she played one of the daughters. Oh, gosh. Is that where dad got this inspiration? Well, no, I think it was just <laughs> foreshadowing, but, like, it's just so crazy that that was one of her roles was playing like the daughter yeah of a dad that killed his family but um yeah so she was also in jaws 4 she was in the twilight zone she was in growing pains oh i love that show yeah um she was in over 70 commercials she was also on an episode of the love boat which i don't know if anybody <laughs> the knows the love boat <laughs> and also cheers um, and more notably, she also voiced Ducky in The Land Before Time. Yes, I knew that. I knew the name sounded familiar. Yep, yep, yep. Um, which she said out of all of her acting roles had been her favorite. Yeah, because it's dinosaurs and it's fun. Yes. And, um, 
I don't know if anybody has seen All Dogs Go to Heaven, but she also um, voiced Anne Marie in that movie. I don't know which one that is, but it's the little girl. Oh, she. Um, the reason she got that job was because the same director for The Land Before Time is the same one that directed um, All Dogs Go to Heaven, mm-hmm. and they were so impressed with her performance on The Land Before Time that that's how she got the job for that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so now, according, because, um, her dad, Joseph, also had a daughter from a previous relationship, uh-huh. and her name's Augie, and according to her, um, he had, he was illegitimate, he was an illegitimate child, and in Hungary, that's like, as she put it, a plague. And people made fun of him every day for it. Uh-huh. So he had, like, no self-esteem. And she said the only time he really felt human was when he would drink. And he was um, very abusive. Maria, um, Judith's mom, also came from an abusive home as well. Her father drank, and he physically abused her. Oh, dang. But I thought he felt good whenever he drank. Yeah, I don't know. So it felt good to beat up on people? Right? That's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't I don't get it. Okay. So like I said, Maria dreamed for Judith to become a star since she was like two years old. Like that was her dream. Um, Like since she was talking about it. But Judith's success as an actress surpassed everyone's expectations even her mom's like she did not know she would be like on jaws like i know she blew up like she was like on like <laughs> went from going like you know on like commercials to like movies like to be on jaws like that's awesome yeah that's awesome um so by the time she was in fourth grade she was making over a hundred thousand dollars a year um that was enough to buy her family a house, which made her dad, who had no self-esteem, feel even shittier. Yeah. So, like, he became, he was jealous of her. Yeah, I mean, your baby girl is making the solid income now. And he already, like, felt shit, like, shit about himself. And, yeah. You know, like, misery loves company. Yeah. And I, he just hated it. Like, he had... Um, his daughter, his older daughter, Augie, had said he used to threaten to kill her and her mom when they were together if um, he would say, like, I'm going to kill you and burn the house down if your mom leaves me. Um, so he would regularly mention to, like, friends and stuff that he was going to kill them. And sadly, Judas' success made that worse because he had a fear of abandonment because he had no self-esteem, so he was like, Oh, like, she's getting so popular, like, you know, my family's going to abandon me. It's like, yeah, because you're a piece of shit. Yeah. But, um, so, that, it, he just, like, it seems like a blessing, her success, but it was making her dad, who was already abusive, just, like, even more crazy. Um, As Judith and her mom were packing to leave for Jaws 4. Uh-huh which was um, shot, they were shooting in the Bahamas. They were shooting there. Her father went into Judith's bedroom 
with a knife from the kitchen, closed the door, put it against her throat, and told her, if you and your mom don't come back after the shooting, I'm going to cut your throat. <laughs> yeah. Once. Oh. Wait, how would he even uh, cut her fr- her throat? Her throat if she weren't, like, not to come back. Like, I know. Would he hunt her down? What? I know. It's just, like, his abuse, like, because it's weird because, like, you want to love your parents and, like, stuff. And then it's, like, but also threatening and intimidating. Yeah. And just, like, taking all your insecurities out on somebody, like, your little daughter. Yeah, no. It's so sad. So... Um, once they got to the Bahamas, like, people that were there that also worked on the set said that Maria told, like, anybody that would listen about how scared she was for herself and for Judith. Um, and somebody said that she was crying out so often about it that almost nobody took her seriously. They were like, oh, there Maria is crying again about how she's so scared to go back or whatever. Yeah. Which is so sad. But, I mean, not saying, like, I get that, but there are those people who, like, make stuff up and cry all the time. Yeah. And you just are like, oh, I'm not going to talk to them because they're too much. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what was happening. Like, nobody thought, Mm -hmm. you know, because, like, you think if something was going to happen, it would have already. Yeah. So when filming was done... Joseph found them at Maria's brother's home. So they didn't come back? Not at first. He threatened Judith again over the phone, and Judith reacted by dropping the phone and running to her cousin's bedroom crying, where her and her little cousin cried together. Aww. So the next day, Maria and Judith returned back to their house with her dad. One of the reasons suspected that Um, Maria chose to go back with Judith Mm -hmm. is because the only way she could really escape from him would require her to go into hiding, but that would mean that Judith couldn't act because she would be in hiding. Oh, yeah. And um, Maria didn't work. Judith was the only one with that sole amount of income. And also, they would have to leave the house that Judith basically bought for them behind. And this was, like, a really nice house. Yeah. In L.A., I mm-hmm. think. I'm pretty sure they lived in L.A. Yeah, and L- L.A.'s expensive, so, I mean. Yeah, and all their belongings, like, everything that they worked too hard for. That's what she said, is they worked too hard to leave it behind. Yeah. Um. So, she said um, if anyone was going to leave, it would be Joseph, the dad. Oh, dang, they were going to kick him out? Yeah, Maria's Maria, Judith's mom, came up with her own plan to get Joseph to leave. Since Joseph was obsessed with cleanliness, she decided to, like, let the house get super messy. <laughs> so that would drive him out of the house, like, in her mind. Oh, that's kind of clever. Yeah, like, so. Okay. All right, we're going to pause real quick for a quick break. So, obviously, this constant back and forth between her parents took a toll on Judith. Uh-huh. 
physical signs of stress started to show. Like, she started to pull out her eyelashes, and um, she gained weight, and she would, like, pull out her cat's whiskers. Oh, poor cat. I know. I feel bad for the cat, too. But um, the physical violence continued. Like, Judith told her friend that her dad threw pots and pans at her, Mm. giving her a nosebleed. And in May of 1988, Judith had a breakdown in front of her agent, Ruth Hansen, who had taken Maria, who had Maria take Judith to a child psychologist, who, after only one visit, identified severe physical and emotional abuse, mm-hmm. and she reported the findings to Child Protective Services. Okay, good. But... Maria had her own plan because Maria had told family members she found out Joseph was seeing a well-off girl, like, cheating on her. And this made her happy because she felt like she and Judith could finally escape. Yeah, find a reason. Yeah, she was looking into lawyers for a divorce, and this she said this was the best thing that had happened. Mm -hmm. So when CPS contacted Maria, she said it was under control. And that they were going to move into an apartment that she had recently rented as a daytime escape from Joseph. So she had rented an apartment just for them to escape from him during the daytime. Did, uh, well, I don't know, did it state, like, whether she uh, got it under her name or a different alias? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she got it under her name. Because, as far as I know, he didn't even, like, know about it. Okay. But, um, again, even with friends and family urging her, she still hesitated to actually go through with moving out of that house Uh because she didn't want to lose the house and she didn't want to lose her belongings. So the investigation was abandoned from CPS because she said that she had it under control. Sadly, this was misjudged because, like I said, Joseph had abandonment issues. His family had abandoned him when he was younger, and the theory is he couldn't take that pain again in his mind or he refused to. Rather. So, July 25th, 1988, 10-year-old Judith was last seen riding her bike in her neighborhood. Now, it's theorized that night he waited until they went to sleep. And starting with Judith, he went to her room, sat on her bed, and shot her while she was asleep. Maria, who was asleep in her room, heard the gunshot. She woke up and she jumped out of bed, and there were signs of a struggle in the hallway mm-hmm. where Maria was shot and killed her mom. Police believe after Joseph killed his wife and daughter, he then wandered around the house alone for almost two days. What? Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's just weird because the biggest thing he was worried about was him being alone without his wife. And oh, kids. yeah, but they're still there. Right? He's not alone. He um he was found in the garage dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Okay. There was also gasoline poured on Maria and Judith's body. By oh, Joseph. so he's going to set the house on fire. Yeah, but he didn't. I don't know why, but he would always say that, too, like, even to his in his previous marriage, he said, like, 
I'm going to kill you and burn the house down. Man, so he was like, oh, I could catch on fire. I don't want to die that way. That's a brutal death. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. So the director, so All Dogs Go to Heaven was released after Judith's death because it was still in production, but she had finished her scenes. Okay, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, so the director praised her, and he said she was absolutely astonishing. She understood verbal direction, even for the most sophisticated situations. He also stated he intended to feature her extensively in his future productions. The closing credits on the song Love Survives was dedicated in her memory. Judith is buried next to her mother, and her gravestone reads, Our Concrete Angel. Yep, yep, yep. Her mm-hmm. mom's also reads, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and yeah, that one was really sad. It was like from her own father, dude. Ugh. And we've been sending so many, like, ducky gifts to each other. We have. They're so cute. That's, like, that's like a fan favorite, too, in The Land mm-hmm. Before Time. Like, everybody loves ducky. Yeah, that and Littlefoot. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that one was pretty sad. But I can't believe it's almost, it's going to be 32 years old. And she was only 10 when that happened. Yeah, I I mean, like, I'm impressed, like, how far she got in her career at 10. I know, and, like, she had, like, an amazing voice, like, for voice acting. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it so, so good, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, make sure that you don't, if you don't already, to follow us on Instagram at central underscore crazies underscore podcast. Or email us at centralcrazyspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm Kelly. And I'm Alexis. Bye.